Hey everybody! Hey, we're back. More rad year stuffs to yeah. talk about. Um, what's been going on with you, handsome? Not much, just working. Yeah, we've been busy. Um, I've been trying to get as many posts on uh, our Instagram about our short-lived toy lines, but I am swamped with uh, jerk bands who expect me to. <laughs> oh, it'd be nice. Record their show. Not record. We'll put their show on a screen. Well, you make other people very happy. I guess. Doesn't make me happy. What makes you happy? The fact that we crossed 20,000 followers on Instagram. Oh, snap. So there's a bunch more pins I need to get out. We have very few left. I got a shipping notice on something else today. It's a surprise. You guys will find out soon. Um, Yeah, just there's so much stuff coming in. So much cool stuff. Guys, uh, fall is going to be fun. But one thing that's pissed me off, Squeezer, and I don't know if maybe it's just me and it's out there and I haven't seen it. I haven't seen anything about Halloween cereals yet. You know how pumped I am for that every year. Mm -hmm. Uh, So, like, I haven't heard anything about the monster cereals with Count Chocula and Frankenberry and Booberry, nor, like, the Kellogg's versions of said cereal. So... Uh, what the heck, guys? Like, where's the information? Like, last year I bought half of them during Music Fest, and now I haven't, e- I haven't even heard, got word yet. And you have an in now. You have people. I do, and um, but Nothing. I'm currently harassing them for uh, uh, Lucky Charms Mar- Rice Krispie Treat cereal crossover. It's not true Rice Krispie Treats, but uh, General Mills, don't fuck with me on this. Send me the cereal. <laughs> Yeah, I could get. No, nah, I won't get vindictive. You still, you, you know how much of a, a, a slave I am to cinnamon toast crunch. Um, what else is going on out there, Squeezer? Uh, did you see that the uh, NES cartridge that came in to that? Uh, let me pull it up. NES cartridge that came in. Yeah, it was. Hang on. See, we're. I got thrown for a loop because I don't have all my... Hang on. This is is good TV. It's well, we're not making TV. Oh, good. Oh, yeah. We're doing podcasting. So we know all about good good TV. No, no. NES card. Yeah, there it was. It was a... um, If you would have gave me a little more information, I could have pulled it up. No, no, no. Well, I had it already pulled up, and then we had to maneuver the uh, recording process to a, uh, a world championship... Oh, cartridge. Some, uh, someone uncovered one? No, someone went into, I think it was a, a GameStop or a, a game store, and they had like a box. And they're like, here, what do I get for all these games? And the guy's going through it, going through it, and he's like, oh, you have something here. Oh, he didn't? He wasn't a dick? No, he wasn't a dick. Yeah, he the, the, oh, the, good the, store, for him. the store was not a dick. Uh, told the guy what he had, made him an offer, bought it, and then in no time it was already resold. To an undisclosed buyer. How much did he buy it for? From they didn't say. They didn't release that. But I mean, these are going from anywhere from ten to fifteen, even twenty five thousand dollars. I doubt he got that much. Oh man! But still, the fact that you you know, 
you could have just bought the box for like ten dollars and been a dick about it, but he was not. Uh, was it the Safeway sack one? NES cartridge found at the bottom of Safeway sack. Oh no, that's I didn't know about that one. This was uh, uh, this was yeah eight eight two thousand nineteen. Seattle shop broker surprise sale. We could have gotten that for like twenty bucks. So in the decade since nineteen nineties Nintendo World Championship tournament, it's unique prize for participants a competition class cartridge with timed versions of the games um i don't know this is a uh, uh, pink gorilla games mm. i believe is the store but yeah i thought that was cool it's like one of those i i just think it's weird that this is now one of those uh oh yeah pink gorilla doesn't it's the same story okay um but yeah it's like one of those things like the Back in the day, like you, the the airplanes upside down, you know, Stratohuvius. Simpsons reference. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, you know, like this weird stuff comes through the door, like these antiques, and now yeah, it's now it's Nintendo games are up there. Mm. And I'm sure there's parents just throwing away boxes. I'm sure one of these got tossed because mom decided, uh, the kids at school, we don't, he doesn't play video games anymore, and just. <laughs> them in a dumpster just yeah. like all my grandfather's baseball cards and comic books mm-hmm. yeah he went he went in the army he's in the army now he doesn't need these toys mm-hmm. so all his lead mold lead uh pouring molds for his army men and shit that he had mm-hmm. back in the day yeah just tossed all those those are worth a fortune now mm-hmm. yeah and can cause it was just the molds <laughs> It's just the mold. And you just go to Toys R Us and like, uh, can I get some? Oh, no. Well, you can go to another toy store. That's Do you have toy stores anymore? Do toy stores exist? I think they're just departments in Target okay, and so Walmart. You go, you go to Target and it's like, I'd like your lead, please. It's like, <laughs> Point me to your lead, good sir. Yes. In, in, uh, I'm sorry, in the toy department. Uh, yes. Just go to, the, go to the... They still even make lead weights for like fishing anymore? Go to AC Moore. I'm sure they have a lead par- yes. department. Can you point me to your lead? Yeah, where's the lead? You guys can come to my house and you just scrape it off my walls. How we about used, that? Didn't, like, we used to call pencils lead? Yeah. No, it's graphite, but... Right. But it's probably similar, right? You can melt down, make an argument on it? Yeah, can you make uh, graphite argument? I'll look it up. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, yeah, so I'm disappointed that uh, there's no information about the monster cereals out there. I'm going to just Google just to make sure and back myself up. Monster cereal, uh, monster cereals, 2019. See if any, because Dinosaur Dracula is the leading uh, authority, I would say, authority mm-hmm. on uh, monster cereals. Uh, let's see, cerealocity.net. Oh, Count Dracula, 2019. Oh, of course. Damn it. They're out. There's information out there. You got a lot going on. I got stuff going on. It was July 19th. It was like two weeks ago. So Serialocity says it's only Count Chocula box. So that's all I've seen. And it's Adam's Family stuff on it. So not much has changed on the box, it looks like. Uh, But um, yeah, there's uh, uh, Adam's Family 
pumpkin carving stencils. Oh, by the way, have you seen the trailer for the new Adam's Family Mm-mm. movie? It looks delightful. I cannot it's wait to see it. It's uh, 3D animated. So I'm definitely excited for for that trip down. I'm a big Adam's Family fan, and it comes out in October, so that'll be fun. That's good timing. Yeah. Because Halloween's in October. The, you're very good, Thank sweetie. You. Yeah. yeah. Uh, everyone keeps waiting for the year. Like back in 2013, um, they brought back Fruit Brute and Yummy Mummy just for that year. I still have that box. We've used it in my old show. Remember? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The Fruit Brute, Fruit Brute box. That's how long I've been doing this nonsense. <laughs> um, so uh, it's just the same artwork of last year, and uh, they just slapped a banner on it, with, wow. and then the back has Adam's family. And on the back, it looks like there's Count Chocula, Boo Berry, and, and uh, Frankenberry. So that doesn't look like we're going to get um, any Fruit Brute or uh, Yummy Mummy. Sorry, buddy. Well, you know, maybe one year General Mills will get their head out of their ass. And I want to. I, I want them to introduce like a new monster cereal. Like that would be huge. Well, why don't you do it? Create a monster and send the artwork. I'm like, here. Uh, you know, I can't do all their work for them. I'm busy. If you want it so bad, you should make it happen. Just make, create my own. Get sued. Yeah, just yeah. We'll just make our own cereal. I, How hard can it be? Can you make me some uh, uh, processing dyes? That's how they make it. Well, no. We'll just go to the store and just you know. Buy the buy the boxes. Just rip, open up the boxes. Take the bags out and put them in our own boxes. And <laughs> just pass it off as that. It's extruded. That's what they, what they do in China. Yeah, it's extruded through a, a die squeezer. Oh, yeah. Well, I want to. If if I'm going, okay, all right. Here I got cereal talk on. If, okay. if I'm going to make my own cereal, my mo- own monster cereal, mm-hmm. I'm going to make the original oat flour formula. Yeah, the old. Monster cereal used oat flour in in the cereal pieces, and now it's strictly corn flour. Uh, and people have been complaining ever since. In Iowa, uh, <laughs> fucking Iowa. Yeah, that's cheaper, and it's it's subsidized. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. kids out there, that means that I don't know what that means. I just know what it is. It's subsidized, and that's what it is, and that's why it's used every everywhere. Uh, did it, we talk last week about me seeing? Uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? I think so. Yeah, I think yeah. we did. I haven't seen anything else since then. I got my tickets for a Jay and Silent Bob reboot for me Fun. and Enchantress. It's uh, at it's at our theater, the Tillman 8. Nice. Uh, oh. Hmm. Did you see what's in my office from our, our good friend, yes. Suburban Homes? Yeah, so that, pretty awesome. That plan ahead sign's yours. Aw. Yeah. I was going to look at him. Yeah. And uh, the Pee Wee's Playhouse sign. He's He's also got something in the works for you. I've been privy to it i'm not gonna oh really i'm not gonna spoil oh, anything I was, I was there's a post there's a postcard that was awesome I i've know. never actually it, it i don't sweet. think i've ever gotten a postcard so before. we've gotten so much cool stuff from our friends um so my like third blog post of my blog posting event this summer <laughs> is going to be uh posting about all of the cool stuff we got from our friends who i will get pictures of it all suburban homes you are an artist and a gentleman that sign is freaking awesome mm-hmm. we just got to figure out where we're going to plan it in the office to point towards my office as Pee-wee's yeah. playhouse um that's really cool so thank you you guys are awesome uh if you if you set up signed up for your pin set and you didn't get it yet it will be coming next week it's just the last 10 days have been pretty busy for me and this handsome boy over here and 
and he's just too busy to put the pins on because he doesn't like any of you. I, I don't know where they are. Yeah, but the day I wanted to do it, you were just too busy. I was busy. I, was I actually was working. <laughs> take a picture and be like, hand-pinned by Squeezer himself. I did one of or No, I didn't. I, I packaged one of them. Yeah, or you, like three of them. And then you, I was just getting yeah, in the way. You were just slowing me down. And I'm like, you get out of here. I was actually doing the work that I was paid to do. <laughs> well, Sorry. that's not why we keep you around here, Squeezer. Okay, so I'll stop. All right. I'll stop doing that. Yeah, you're, you're here to do my bidding. Yes. That's pins. Um... So, uh, yeah, that's all we got. As soon as I get my hands on the new Halloween cereals, I'll be I'll be calmed down and happy. Put that pumpkin bucket down. I do love the fact that we're just surrounded by Halloween decorations in here. And other, there's Christmas in here, too. There's some Christmas. Yeah. Get the little ghost. Yeah, a little ghost. Uh, so, we're, summer's winding down, unfortunately. It's just going too fast. Yeah, I'm, and you know what? I'm ready for fall. Usually around this... <laughs> I'm um, not yet. I, I want to get my, I, look. I want to get my sweatshirt back on. I got to cover this disaster up. Oh, so. you're very handsome and adorable. I know, but I'm more handsome with a sweatshirt covering up all the hurt. <laughs> <laughs> I want. I, I I need to get to the beach one last time. We're planning on it uh, next weekend, uh, but until then, you know, it's there. Three sixty-five. It's always there. Yeah, but I go in the ocean. Yeah. You don't. I'll step in from time to time. Yeah. I need to be at the beach when it's scorching hot and the ocean feels oh, great. Oh, yeah. I like the I like the beach like in November. You're a weird boy. But there's no one there. <laughs> great. Uh, yeah, we've been going to Atlantic City and it's been fun. So we're going to head back and uh, have some fun. But in the meantime, um, we're talking summer blockbusters. And it's our third one. And Is it really? Yeah. So we've done this each summer. Uh, we've been going. Uh, we're coming up on our third year of doing this. That's insane. Yeah. So, uh, third anniversary is in November. We're at 100 and maybe 40 shows. Maybe we'll be 150 by then. It's nuts. Yeah, I'm surprised we actually stuck to it. Not tooting our own horn, but... I mean, we do one a week, so by math, there's how many weeks in a year? 52? 52. And we might have missed one or two for tragedies or work. Yeah. So, yeah, we'll roughly be at our third year anniversary at 150 shows. I'm smart. Look at us. <laughs> Although it's going to come out that we're down to like 130 and not. No, understand. we're already at like okay. 140. So I know we're going to get there. Because we, we put one out every week, but then like the week, kind of like how I would get my truck inspected. Like if you wait until the month after it's inspected because, you know, the cops give you that little grace period. So if it's due in October, you do it in November <laughs> and just keep doing that. And after 12 years, you get a free inspection. <laughs> okay. I don't know how the math works on that. but Oh, yeah. You just keep pushing it back one after the other and eventually. Oh, you got – so you got a free month. You got a free month. You got a free month. Yeah. So that's a full year. That's yeah. 12 years. After though. 12 years. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, after 12 It's like a years, stamp card. Yeah, you, you, save, you save, what, like $40, $45 in 12 years. That's economic genius. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> it's a tip for all you penny pinchers out as, there. As long as, you don't get, as long as you don't get one that pulls you over and then you get a ticket. And for you like get a ticket two, for 90 two, or 200 dollars yeah. Which is happened, but uh, yeah. <laughs> Game in the system any way you can. Yeah, so, and then you do it a couple times, and you get that ticket once, you don't get caught and you do it, you know, a couple more times, and in, what, 24, you know, 30, in 36 years, you break even. 
Oh, if you get the ticket. If you get the ticket, yeah. Right. But if not, how old are you now? 36, right? All right. So, yeah, by the time I'm like 70 something. Yeah. But, so, but how many years have you been driving? 20 years? Uh, yeah. So you're four away from your second free inspection. Well, no, because I used to get free inspections because my dad would do shady stuff and we'd just pull up in the guy's driveway. And <laughs> oh, you told on. us about that guy, yeah. Yeah. So when did you start paying for inspection? Uh, hmm. Probably once they started doing all that admission shit. Let's say 2008. Uh, do that, uh, yeah, probably. So you're 11 year. you're, next year you're getting your first free inspection. Yeah, although I did get that ticket. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> cause I didn't do my monthly plan. It was like eight months. <laughs> I had to fix some Yeah, that's another out. way to get a free inspection. <laughs> just, just wait it out for a year. Yeah. <laughs> free inspection. Yeah. I, I had to fix uh, that is a penny-pinching <laughs> tip for you from the Rad Yurts podcast. Free inspect. How to get a free inspection. <laughs> just, just don't viol- get your, just violate just don't, motor vehicle laws. Don't get your car inspected. <laughs> it's free. <laughs> Uncle Bix was going, it was free. And then he got the $200 ticket. And, well. All right. Well, who's going first? That's a good question. Oh, I think. Wait. I went last week. Okay. So I'll go first. So you go first right. this week. Here's your first pick. Emilio Estevez. <laughs> I'm really not liking him. Kiefer Sutherland. Dog likes me. I can't stand him. Blue Diamond Phillips. Glad I never killed you. <laughs> Charlie Sheen. We're gonna go out in the yard and see who has the right to run this group of regulators. That's the gravy, please. Ain't easy having pals. <laughs> They're the best. Young Guns. Rated R. Starts Friday at a theater near you. That is a bad TV spot. It's you no, know, it's amazing. So I, I in, in pulling these, I pulled stuff from uh, the '80s. Uh, like Young Guns, and then some later picks in like the the mid to later '90s, and the changes that take place uh, in like TV spots and in movie promos and trailers, it's amazing the difference. Like like even like five years makes. It's like they had no idea what the hell they were doing, how to do. It's just list the name. Like it was like listing things. Let's list the names. Or my favorite would be like. When they would just basically read the like newspaper article, like the write-up on the movie. Mm-hmm. It's like, this guy from this newspaper said, it's fantastic. And they even just put the print on the screen, like over, over the movie. It was, yeah. Young Guns, uh, directed by Christopher Kane, uh, adoptive father of... Uh, Kathleen Kane, Batwoman? Superman. Dean Kane. Oh. Yeah. Um, I was close. Same universe. Close. Same universe. Um, so this came out in 88. Uh, somehow, I don't know how, because they would have had to pay these guys. It only cost $11 million to make. That's with that kind of star power. Uh, I mean, to be fair, the westerns are cheap. Cause you're just shooting. You go outside and you shoot. Yeah, spaghetti western. You know? That's yeah. go to Rome, make a couple of Italian yeah, movies. Couple Italian movies. That was uh, uh, that was a plot point in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Ah, okay. Um, and it brought in like forty-five million. It opened at number one, so it is officially a blockbuster. Uh, it, this was a monster when it came out, and I mean, it, it's strange though, because like it, 
you throw all these little heartthrobs in there, and they are all adorable and very pretty. Uh, but like, and but it's a violent western. It's a violent ass movie. They actually didn't like uh, Terry O'Quinn, you know, uh, from Lost, and mm-hmm. you know Howard Hughes and The Rocketeer, and mm-hmm. um, they they didn't even they towards the end of filming they didn't even put squibs on him. Uh, spoilers uh, when he gets lit up by the Gatling gun because at this point it was they're like this is too violent. They were worried about like not even getting an R rating oh. that there was so much gore. And for a Brat Pack movie, that's really like kind of going off the trail if you will there was, was that brains. a pun was that a western pun yeah it kind of was yeah mm-hmm. um pun intended kids yeah. uh and like same thing they didn't i i guess i mean now you would do it like they did it to leo in uh uh django unchained no no when, when's it, when he's in the elevator get shot in the head oh uh, in uh departed departed yeah like that like just you didn't do that. Like, now you can do that. Back then, you didn't do that to your stars. Charlie Sheen's character, his dick character, that's his name, Dick. Mm-hmm. Uh, in real life, his head gets, like, completely blown off, like, gory as could be. There is some serious gore where they actually used hamburger for brains in the movie. Mm. So you're seeing brains. But I, I was thinking about it, and, like, because I knew, like, because I know the story, and it's actually, they do pretty good job of sticking to the Lincoln County War, like, as far as accuracy goes. Mm-hmm. Um, if you change, like, uh, the bad guy, the antagonist in the movie, he actually, like, dies of cancer in old age. He doesn't get shot in the head as no. Elias Estevez rides off in the sunset. But we all know that. But, yeah, like, Charlie Sheen gets, like, shot in the chest and stuff. I, I think it was just too much. I don't think you could at that point defile his pretty face back in 88 you know and then they just uh, yeah. kind of left him there um Emilio Estevez I think But it as, took Martin Scorsese to shoot Leo in the yes, head. Yes, I think and when that happened were you like holy shit? Like basically Well not cuz it was Leo but cuz it was spoilers it was a crazy I didn't see it coming in the movie. Yeah. And from Matt Damon no less. Yeah. It's really just But then another heartthrob Mark Wahlberg gets him. So yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but you don't see, you don't do that to your lead, especially in like a star like that. You don't just off them like so unceremoniously. Yeah. Scorsese kills everybody. Yeah. So does Tarantino. So does Tarantino. True. Um, but I mean, if you look at it, this is an all-star. Not the star though. Not the star. No. So, but I mean, this is a powerhouse of a cast. If mm, you think yeah. about it. I mean. At, in that, in, that, in that even, era. Even now though. Well. I mean, I, I would love to see, you know. I mean, Lou Diamond Phillips kills it. They actually went to him, and he thought he was going in the audition for the part, and then he realized, like, oh, I already got this. Like, they went in like they wanted him. Oh, right it was away. written yeah. for him. It was written for him. Um, Why doesn't anyone write anything for me? I'll write something for you, oh, okay. and I'll post it on the website. Um, <laughs> that was a lie, kids. Yeah. Uh, How, it, how's that uh, Burger King mozzarella stick review coming? I have the footage... Uh, I just got to edit it and write something. Just and... like my five um, YouTube videos I shot, <laughs> I have like I have them done. I just need to put – I need to upload them essentially. Well, I'm, I'm just like Young Guns. I'm working on doing the, the slow-mo work on it. Oh, I thought you were doing a sound mix. <laughs> and adding, adding some synth uh, music to it because that's what screams Western. It doesn't feel like a Western. Mm. It, it, it is – but it isn't like uh, like it has the music cues and the soundtrack of an '80s action film, and uh, 
like some of the like the slow mo stuff. It kind of it, it, it lacks that grittiness. How what would you use to fully mozzarella stretch? Like what would you use to fully a mozzarella stick breaking and then stretching? I would just use a mozzarella stick. You're not gonna get good fully that way. You gotta figure out. Yeah, but out. then I can eat them. <laughs> All right, the stretch. Uh, I would use a stretch Armstrong oh. for the stretch. Yeah. And then uh, for the break, uh, celery, because that's what you use for everything. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> I don't think anyone wants to... If, if you break a mozzarella stick and it sounds like that, I don't think you should eat it. <laughs> it's, it's got a good uh, crust on it. Yeah. All right. Well, what else you got on Young Guns? Um, no, I think... I, I just actually rewatched it for the first time in probably like 10 years. I've never seen it. Oh, it's an enjoyable film. Yeah, I'll take yeah. your word for it. Yeah. Uh, it's it, it it has its moments, and it's got... I mean, it was huge at the time, and I still think uh, it holds up for the most part. The problem is you compare it to other Westerns, and as they keep coming out, and there's a... I've only seen two movies on your list and the sequel to one. So just keep that in the back of your head. The sequel to... Well, you know how, because of my dad, I've seen a lot of sequels, but I, oh, it took, I know me, which, I know it took me a while till I saw the actual originals. Well, that one, I never even saw the original. But I really? did see the sequel, yeah. And I only <laughs> saw two movies on your list. Wow. Mm-hmm. Uh, wait, wait. No. Yeah? Really? Yeah. I'm going to just see which ones you didn't see now. Well, you know the one because of my mom, and the other one because, yeah. yeah, I've seen them all. Okay, so you didn't... Really? You never saw the one with the airplane and no. uh, mm-hmm. Han Solo and mm-hmm. shit? Mm-hmm. Really? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's, that's hey, it was on. On pay-per-view, I just I knew. Go, all right, we'll go watch it later. <laughs> all right, my uh, first pick uh, kind of made some money. I guess you could call it a blockbuster. Paramount Pictures presents Your boy Different We're all different The story of an American original Are you stupid or something? Stupid is, stupid does, sir Have you ever been with a girl, Forrest? I sit next to them in my home economics class all the time Tom Hanks Here he is, Forrest Gump, right here Have you found Jesus yet? I didn't know I was supposed to be looking for him, sir (laughs) Forrest Gump, rated PG-13 Special sneak preview, Saturday, July 2nd just the trailer makes you laugh and smile. Yeah. That movie is so fucking fantastic. It's epic. Forrest Gump. The story of someone who could probably get a job at TV2 <laughs> here with us uh, on somewhere on the spectrum, you know, maybe a little bit further than you and I are. And he lives a extraordinary life for an unextraordinary man. And it, they weave a tale that's so brilliant. Robert Zemeckis uh, directed, and uh, they based. So I, I wondered where he didn't want to do. Tom Hanks didn't want to do the thick accent at first, but then they hired that kid to play Young Forrest. So he just based his accent on that kid. Oh, that's how good he is. I know he's just. I can't wait to see the the uh, Mr. Rogers movie. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be. It's gonna probably be amazing. Uh. And, you know, there's so many cool little special effects. Compositing his head on actual people in scenes is one thing and brilliant. But then, like, the ping pong stuff, there was never a ball. They're just whacking the paddles back and forth, and they CGI'd the ball in. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he's an amazing actor, but But, what's to say that he's a a genius, you know, 
or a brilliant ping pong player. Yeah, right. Although he probably is. He might be. He was probably too good. Yeah. The, like, <laughs> the ball was going too fast. The camera wasn't picking up. Like, Tom, Tom, can you slow yeah, down? Right. He's like, no. Or, or the Russian or uh, Chinese kid he was playing against couldn't yeah. keep up with him. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, they were just whacking air and they put the ball in, which is pretty brilliant. Oh, cool, yeah. And then a magician built Gary Sinise's wheelchair for Lieutenant Dang so he could uh, tuck his legs underneath it. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but he could only film for like 10 minutes at a time with it because it's uncomfortability. Yeah, you, like your legs go, you get right. the... And then everything else, legs. he had these like blue or green uh, like socks that mm-hmm. would they'd composite them out. Um, so there's a lot of cool special effects in the movie that you, you just don't notice. And they just did it so well. And the whole the whole storytelling of, of history through the eyes of Forrest Gump was brilliant. And I don't know. I just I could watch this movie all day, any day, and then just do my impressions of Jedi to <laughs> poor Enchantress. Um, I wasn't so much hungry as I was thirsty. I must have had me 13 Dr. Peppers. <laughs> I might not be smart, but I know what love is. <laughs> And keep going. Yeah, please. Yeah. Dear God, please turn me into a bird so I can fly, fly far, far away. Pray with me, Forrest. <laughs> oh, I didn't know you were gonna go down to Jenny. I did, Jenny. Yeah, I did. Okay. Um, Don't yeah. you love her, madly? Did it? Then I'll go climb out on the ledge. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. No, it is. It's heartbreaking too, though. Yeah, it's and so to, a lot of people it's, thought it's hard to watch at the end when she dies and the mysterious disease. What did you think that was? I always, I always thought it was AIDS. Mm, hepatitis C. Oh, that makes sense too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like they can't. Like they didn't was... have a cure for it back then. Okay. And that's why Little Forest doesn't have it. Oh, okay. Or anything, you know what I mean? That would make sense. Yeah. That's what it was in the book, at least. Okay. So they kind of jipped the author of the book. They gave him uh, net points instead of gross points. Oh no. Yeah. Or whatever, the one that you don't get paid on. Yeah, apparently Forrest Gump still hasn't turned a profit. Oh, it's one of those. Yeah, uh, that's every movie every in Hollywood. Movie, yeah. Hollywood has never turned a profit on a movie. <laughs> so he didn't get any points, and he sued, and to settle, they gave him like seven figures for the sequel, Gump and Company. Yeah, he wrote a sequel. Oh. Uh, and in it, uh, Forrest Gump, they make the movie. The movie happens, and Forrest Gump meets Tom Hanks. So it's post-movie. Ah. So it's called Gump and Company. So they bought the rights. It's been a turnaround. Uh, it's something with 9-11 that made it. I'm sure they could just rewrite mm. it. But I'd see, I'd see, uh, I'd love to see for, uh, yeah. Tom Hanks reprises. At the time, he wasn't doing sequels. And then Disney backed the truckload of money up to him mm-hmm. for Toy Story 2. And he did that Robert Langdon sequel, Angels and Demons. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! He's in all those. Uh, yeah, yeah. So he's in the sequels now. So fucking uh, Da Vinci Code. Yeah, yeah. Get the mo- dump truck, fill it with money, and let's get Gump and Company made. Everybody, mm-hmm. I think the audience could agree with me there. I'm just imagining you guys are all like, yeah, heck yeah, yeah okay, we're with you. And I was just channeling my inner Brody Bruce from Mallrats there. Mm-hmm. All right, uh, Forrest Gump. That's a that's a summer blockbuster. Mm-hmm. All right, Squeezer. Here's your next one that I have not seen. Jeez. 
Turning 39 wasn't the end of the world. You know what I found yesterday? Hair in my ear. It just felt like it. Go and find your smile. Welcome to the Stone Ranch. What do you think? I think you look like one of the village people. Came out of here, city slickers. Yeehaw! You're gonna go home, cowboy. Uh-oh. Hey, moonwalk! I'll hold her down. You deliver the calf. You know, this was not in the brochure. Billy Crystal. Woo! Well, I wish the kids could have seen that. City Slickers. Rated PG-13. Coming June 7th to a theater near you. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Is it John Lovitz? No, no, John Lovitz was in the sequel. Oh. John Lovitz was No, no, that that's So you could tell I've only seen the <laughs> yeah, sequel. Yeah, of course. The Search seen. for Curly's Gold, I think yes. it's called. Yeah. 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 Of course you've only seen the sequel. <laughs> How did you not see City? Oh my God. I saw the sequel. <laughs> saw the sequel. I saw Caddyshack too before I saw Caddyshack. <laughs> uh but so <laughs> All right, so if you saw the sequel then but you understand then where this takes place is the initial, uh, you know, they go on they go on a, a midlife crisis vacation, uh, Billy Crystal, and uh, they go across country, go on a cattle drive because, you know, the whole midlife crisis thing. And, like, his wife has had enough with him. His kids are he's a disappointment to his kids. Is this going to happen to me? When's midlife? We're close, aren't we? Well, he's 39 in the movie, even though Billy Crystal's never looked 39 in his life. <laughs> um as you mean, he's always looked like fifty. Yeah, he's always like, yeah. I, I would put him at a strong forty-seven. Yeah. Um, forever. Yeah. Um. Uh, but my favorite part, um, of the movie, it's actually early on, and it's the um, the classroom speech, and he goes to um career day at school, and he has to give a talk to his kids' class, which, guess who that is. First movie role ever for a young Jake Gyllenhaal. Oh, yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, um, yeah, yeah a... um, but uh, he goes and but before he's up, um, Robert Castan Castanaza. How's, how's it pronounced? Um, you know him from every. He's always the surly New Yorker. Uh, he was like uh, the the sergeant in Die Hard that with Dennis Franz that writes the ticket. Mm -hmm. He's in The Soprano stuff like that, and <clears throat> he's just telling the kids a story from work because he's a construction worker about some woman who walked through like some wet cement, and he's just telling the story to a classroom full of kids, and he's like, "And that dumb bitch walked through it, and then the shit hit the ground, and it was all." And the teachers just in the back room horrified, in the background horrified, and the kids are just laughing. And he's just, you know, telling the story the same way we would tell each other a story, mm -hmm. but he's telling it to a bunch of like fifth graders, mm -hmm. which is just fantastic. And then Billy Crystal gets up and gives this just broken speech about uh, just the meaninglessness of uh, his purpose in life. He is a, a radio uh, ad sales guy. So he actually does break down and he realizes he has nothing to show for it. Like a cabinet maker can make a cabinet. I sell air. Air. That's all I have is air to show. And it's brilliant and it's sad. And then eventually they get moving. And they don't actually even start the cattle drive until we're like uh, more than a half hour into the movie. And then we meet Curly. And Curly kills it. It's Jack Palanche. And, he, you know, he actually won an Academy Award for this performance. Yeah, he, he won Best Supporting Actor. And that's really? when he, Billy Crystal was the host, of course. Um, and he, Billy Crystal comes out, Jack comes out, and at like 70 years old, just starts doing one-arm push-ups up out on the stage. 
Damn. I can't even do one now. Yeah. No, I can't do one now. Um, but yeah, he killed it in the role. He was fantastic. Um, Daniel Stern, uh, again, is just great. And it's funny. Like, I can't see this movie without them in it. But he originally wasn't. Do you know who was supposed to be in the Daniel Stern role? Who? Uh, what the hell? I just oh yeah. Oh, Rick Moranis. Holy <laughs> Rick shit! Rick Moranis. Wow. I just my I just like my eyes went like crossed. Yeah. I was Holy like, shit! Sque- I think I thought Squeezer just had a stroke, kids. <laughs> Holy wow. Um. Sadly, yeah. Rick Moranis was supposed to be in the role. But at the time, just before filming was about to begin, that's when his wife was diagnosed. Oh, no. Um, and that was pretty much the him? end of... Who's that? No, that's Dennis Farina. I, well, I don't know who... I'm trying to figure out who you're talking... You couldn't pronounce his last name, and I'm trying to put a face... I didn't see what this movie. About? The The New Yorker. Oh, uh, no, Robert... Uh, oh, you said Robert. Robert. Uh, no, 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 Dennis Farina's... Robert what? Uh, I want to say it's Costanza. Katsanana Costanza. Is you it know Miss C-A? Yeah. Oh, Costanzo? Costanzo, yeah. Robert Costanzo. He was in Total Recall. Well, I got to see this guy. Yeah. As soon as you see him, like, oh, that guy. He's in everything. He also does, I, he's like, he sounds exactly like Danny DeVito, too. So, like, you can. Frank Reynolds? Yeah. What was he in Sopranos? That's just, when you said he was in Sopranos, I'm like, what was he in Sopranos? I need to know. Full filmography, everybody, please. Let's. I want full filmography. Oh, he's in 283 things. Yeah, he's in everything. Jeez Louise. Uh, any movie where you have a surly New Yorker, it's him. Oh, that's just like he's typecasted? Oh, yeah. Oh, he's got the... Oh, the... he plays Bullock in Arkham Origins. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's a lot of voice work. Let's see, he's in a but Mafia 2 video game. Uh, he was... I'm I'm getting there. We're getting the Sopranos. Oh, oh, he's in the video. Oh, Angelo in the Road, the Sopranos Road to Respect video game. Is that what you're talking about? Oh, I thought he was actually in this. I just assumed that he was in the Sopranos. I guess. Yeah, I don't remember him from Sopranos. Um, Sorry to poke holes in your story. No, that's but. fine. Yeah, that's fine. I poke holes in my own story. <laughs> um, but it oh, is- he was in Police Academy of the series. Oh. Um, oh, he y- played Bullock. He played Bullock on the fucking Batman animated series. Yeah. That's why, because Paul Dini wrote that shit. That's yeah. how. As he soon got as you there. hear that voice, you'll know it you know, right away. Um, but yeah, it's the ultimate fish out of water midlife crisis story. You get to meet Norman. Norman's adorable. He's a little cow. Hmm. Um, but yeah, and it's like this this whole story of you know finding yourself and blah 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 blah. But it's funny. And it's one of those comedies where it's not dumb. Like, you, you almost look at it, it's like, that's a funny movie that can happen. Like, it doesn't. Well, does he earn Curly's respect at the end of it? Yeah, well, no, no, because Curly's dead like an hour into the movie. Uh, Wait, he's in this. Oh, it's his brother, right? His twin brother in the sequel? I forgot who. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's Curly's gold because, you know, they're trying to find, you know. But he's in. Jack Palance is in that second movie. Yeah, but he's dead. You. I'm my number one. Um, a guy. <laughs> That's Jack Palance, right? I think so. Yeah, from Batman. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he kills it. And it's just a, 
Yeah, yeah, they have some really sweet moments with each other, but some awkwardness to go with it. Like it's it's a great you know father son dynamic for a bit, um, but it, uh, it's just it's a enjoyable movie. It's it's funny, but it's not it's it's not dumb. You know, you, you almost look at it like, oh, this can actually. Oh. this is what like also, a couple funny people would. You know, he was born uh, in Hazel Township, Pennsylvania. Oh yeah, represent. Yeah, right up the right up the road, in the in the Latimer Mines. We pass that when we go there. Oh yeah. yeah. City Slickers. Uh, maybe he wasn't in City Slickers too. Oh yeah, he was. He's Duke Washburn. <laughs> I don't know. I can't remember. I've seen that movie so long ago. No, well, well, it's on. It's on Showtime. You can pull it up. I was watching it on my phone yesterday. City Slickers too? No, it's oh, City Slickers. You can watch. I want to oh, see the sequel again. All right. You, I'm my number one. Yeah. <laughs> and then you're gonna kill me, right? Yes. <laughs> okay. All right. Um, I guess we can move on to my next pick. This one. Uh, kind of sent me down a wormhole that like ground like grind uh, grinded to a halt. Ground. Ground to a halt. Yes. Is that the term I want to yeah. use? Ground my research. I know that's the sound right. I want to say grinded. Just you can say grinded. Okay, it grinded. You have a microphone in front of you. My, Whatever you say it, is right. It grinded my research to a halt. Ground, ground round. Yeah, it ground my research. Oh, I would love some ground round right. Now. <laughs> Here's my next pick. No, I mean, these are hard to get on. Let's face it, you've got to be a man to wear tights. Will, how me seems? Perfect. <laughs> Every time. We're men, we're men in tights. We roam around the forest looking for heights. We're men, we're men in tights. We run from the rich and give to the poor, that's right. We may look like sissies, but watch what you say or else we'll put out your lights. We're men, we're men in tights. Always on guard defending the people's rights. La, 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 la. So, <laughs> in doing my research, uh, by reading the trivia on IMDb, <laughs> I learned that there was a 25-minute HBO making of. Oh, fun. I got on YouTube, and there it was, <laughs> which made me, good. and then it said recommended a 25-minute Spaceballs, <laughs> even though I'm not doing Spaceballs, I had to watch it. But it just looks like they have so much fun making these movies. Um, with Mel Brooks and goodness I love this movie so much mm-hmm. I watched this movie so many times as a kid uh, one of my, I still use lines from it all the time like did you I said hey Blinken did you say hey Blinken nah I said hey Blinken <laughs> <laughs> and when he's he's like get your quivers arrows swords pantyhose <laughs> we're going through the line developing the merry men <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's just, uh, they do a lot of, like, jokes making fun of Prince of Thieves, 
And he's like, my English accent is real, Carrioles. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, uh, they have uh, Patrick Stewart playing King Richard, doing a really heavy Scottish accent. making, And then he, he drops it after the ceremony. <laughs> yeah. um, the whole chastity belt by Everlast on Maid Marian, which as a kid, Maid Marian was... Yeah. Yeah. Um, and the sheriff of Rottingham, when he goes to basically rape Maid Marian, yeah. she has a chastity belt and he's like, that'll chafe my willy. That was like a line as kids we said <laughs> constantly. Because, you know, wiener jokes are funny. Uh, and then he's like, he has the air powered um, jackhammer trying to get it off. Yeah. <laughs> and um, then the. Uh, End joke when when Robin has the key to her chastity belt and they're finally about to do it and the key gets stuck and they're like call the locksmith. <laughs> There's so many great lines. Farfik Nugan, the horse of Brumhilda. Farfik Nugan, <laughs> like it's classic. You, I'm looking at the smile on your face and you're just like, oh, I'm still yeah. completely amused yeah, by these childish just, jokes. Yeah. <laughs> When she jumps out the window and Farfing Nugan moves and she falls on her ass. <laughs> yes. uh, classic stuff. Uh, and just how, though, one of my favorite Mel Brooks movie jokes mm-hmm. when the sheriff of Rottingham is like, walk this way. And he starts walking pompously and they all just follow him like pompously. <laughs> Great stuff. I'm just telling jokes. I'm, I'm, like. laughing, I'm laughing at you. Laughing at it. Yeah. It's adorable. So if you want to get a good laugh, give yourself, do yourself a flavor and watch Robin Hood Men in Tights. I, we watched it. So we grew up with, uh, my dad was a cable engineer. Mm -hmm. So he'd have all the channels wide open because he'd have to monitor the cable system. So there's two pay-per-view channels, request and request two. Request one played a different movie every cycle. Mm -hmm. So it was like, uh, this movie, and then as soon as this movie was over, there was a few commercials, and then like a few previews for movies that they're running, and then a the next movie. Request two would play the same movie for a full twenty four hours, so we'd watch like a movie all day long on repeat. <laughs> and I, I know Robin Hood Men in Tights was one of those. At a certain point, Friday was one of them. That's why, like, oh. when when millennials say "Bye, Felicia" to me, I'm like, do you know what that's from? <laughs> Like when Friday came out in 1995, I was 13. There's no reason I couldn't watch it. Yeah, yeah, I didn't understand everything. Like, yeah. I didn't know what a 40 was. I didn't know what they were drinking, really. Mm-hmm. Like, and then when I realized it was beer, I'm like, oh, like, now it makes sense to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, Friday, good movie. <laughs> also, Robin Hood Men and Tights. Friday was in the summer blockbuster. I don't think I should have done Friday. Mm-hmm. Hmm. We'll save that for next year. Okay. All right. So Robin Hood, Men in Tights. And now here's another movie. This one I've seen, unfortunately. It's her summer vacation and his summer job. No funny business, no conversations. They keep your hands off. Watch me now. Mestron Pictures presents Dirty Dancing. Starring Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey. Dirty Dancing. Get ready for the time of your life. Soundtrack available on RCA Records and Cassettes. Rated PG-13. And unfortunately. Because this was another movie my mom made us watch 
over and over and over and over. And that soundtrack, by the way, is one of the highest grossing movie soundtracks mm -hmm. of all time. As it should be. I mean, yeah, Time of Your Life was just... It was a monster. It still is. People still do that, reenact that bit. and Remember that time you and I tried it? Yeah, sorry. You I, hurt your back. I just couldn't hold you out that long. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was in a lake and you were wearing the same dress. I was wearing There was no I, reason we shouldn't do it. I love that dress. Um, we just didn't have the pressure of a, a talent show to you know push us over the edge. Yeah, right. All right, so Dirty Dancing, starring the ever-beautiful heartthrob, heart throb, uh, Jerry Orbach. Um, that's what? Yeah, Jerry Orbach's in it. In what role? He's the dad. Oh. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Are these you? Are you getting all your bits out? Yeah, I, just, oh. I, I wrote that one down. I know you're very. You, you have a very proud look on your <laughs> face right now. Me. This is what I miss when we do it remotely. <laughs> your proud look. Um. Yeah, I mean this. This was a monster, and I don't look. Here, here. I'll let you in on something. Mm -hmm. I like this movie. <laughs> I, I haven't seen it since I was a kid. Oh no, I watched it. Uh, when was uh, it was on cable? Actually, not that long ago, and I stopped and I watched it. And then the one day, like, uh, why is her name Baby? It's just like her little nickname. And why does nobody put her in the corner? Because you can't. You can't. Oh. Because no one puts baby in a corner. That's just that's the established rules of this this universe, this earth, <laughs> is you don't put baby in a corner. Um, and yeah, I don't know. I see like th this is. Sorry. I was always kind of weirded out by this. Hmm. Like, is this what people do? Like for their summer vacation, like that's what they would. And they, yeah, they would. Like you would pack up the family and you would like disappear into like the this kind of camp world where like there's activities and stuff and. I, I was kind of, for someone that even worked at a summer camp, like, I was kind of weirded out, though, by, like, I don't know why. It's no different, really, than what, you know, I did, only they were there longer and, like. I talked to my mom on the phone the other day because mm -hmm. uh, I haven't seen her since Christmas. Oh, nice. And she wants to give me my birthday present. I, I gave her a present of hearing me on the phone. Yeah. And I asked her why she never sent me to summer camp, and she only forced me to do that vacation Bible school. Mm -hmm. And I, I forgot completely. It was because she was, she because of our church, she worked there. Like they volunteered her to teach one of the classes, which was my brother. And the psychopaths that taught my class was not my mom. So my brother had a great time with my mom. They did crafts. Oh, fun. She, she did, they didn't learn any Bible crap. Uh, and they had a good time. And then they... And then my class had a bunch of psychopaths teaching me that demons really come out of fucking Ouija boards. Mm -hmm. And they possess you. Were they wrong? Yeah. Oh, okay. Then, yeah, that's a problem then. Right. I'm sure Milton and Bradley would have another word about that. Yeah. Um. <laughs> but yeah, she never sent me to a camp because I'm a weird kid, I guess. You are a weird kid. <laughs> um. And I'd just be standing there in the corner with a pack of matches while something was burning and they're automatically assume it was me. I just like to carry matches. Is that a safe bet, though? Mm. I didn't mean to burn it. <laughs> I didn't want to burn it. All right, tell me more about uh, Dirty Dancing. Um, it's But it's not... It, so it's not a kid movie, though, at the same time, because you're dealing with some heavy topics, like teen pregnancy and uh, abortion and all that, at, at the same time that it's... Uh, supposed to be like a teen little love story. 
mm-hmm. and and it's sweet. And you know he, they're not supposed to fall. In but love. isn't Patrick Swayze like thirty five in this movie? Uh, probably. Well, he's he's the um. That always seemed creepy to me. He seemed way older than her. Yeah. And the fact that, like, all the old women were into him. Yeah. Like, that was his job, to basically fleece them, you know, just to treat them. Like, ba- basically, he was a male prostitute. Really? At this camp. Well, not, I don't think... I believe the term's gigolo, squeezer. Sorry. God. I didn't mean to offend. Show some respect. Um, but, yeah, he, he was... He wasn't supposed to fall for the sweet girl next door. No, because... And he, he had his girl. He had a... Uh, who uh, uh, What was her name? Oh, he had a girlfriend? Well, yeah. Uh, Penny was one of the other dancers. I don't remember yeah, this. Yeah. Um, so he leaves... What a jerk. Well, no, no. He didn't... It's all... They all... It all works out in the end. But no, they're supposed to fall in love. And then probably never see each other again after the summer's over. But he, oh. But he, but he, but he summer love and had me a blast. Uh-huh. So they just aped Greece. Yeah, pretty much. They just showed what they didn't show in Greece. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Greece is what happens after. Mm, before. Uh, Ugh, I hate. My mom made me watch Greece uh, too. Another movie I hated. This is different. I'll I'll take Dirty Dancing over. Yeah, I'd take Dirty Dancing over, over Greece. Greece too. And uh, I would put it over like uh, fuck Footloose. Are there any sex? Uh, scenes? Uh, I never seen Footloose. Are there any sex scenes in Dirty Dancing? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Erotic. Yeah, it's it's a little. It's, uh, I think it's on the romantic side. Not gonna mm-hmm. lie. Yeah. Um, my favorite. <laughs> I was gonna do Hot Shots Part Two or Hot Shots Part One. I want to do he, yeah. when he like when he goes all squeezer on the woman's stomach, doing like nine and a half weeks or eight and a half weeks. <laughs> mm-hmm. He's making like home fries, <laughs> and he cracks eggs. <laughs> he feeds her like a big sausage, like not in the sexual way, like it's like a big summer sausage. It's hysterical. I can go. What's that Part Two or One? I think it was Part Two, right? Uh, I saw that the summer, I think it was 93, because that was the summer we had the foreign exchange student. I got to write about this in the vlog. And we were at the Whitehall Mall, and him and my brother had this dork friend, Joe, and their family got a, uh, they're into ham radios and firefighting and shit. And my, uh, my, my brother, I was just a dork in a different way. Don't get me wrong. And they, their family had a foreign exchange student and, and from Spain, and our family had one, Javier. And um, they were friends, and they went, like, running around the mall because they didn't... I don't think my brother and Joe liked them, and I don't think they liked my brother and Joe. But Javier liked me because I was a little funny rascal, rap scallion. Ah, yes. I was, like, 11 years old in 93. It was was summer Jurassic Park, and I remember, like, at KB wanting that giant T-Rex. It was, Mm -hmm. like, 50 bucks, I think. Yeah. And we saw... So they dropped... There's basically when parents would drop you off at the mall and let you run around, even though you're, like, 11. Mm Mm-hmm. And we saw at the Plaza Theater, Hot Shots Part 2. It was probably a movie not for an 11-year-old. No. No, it's... Although it it, it is, but it isn't. Yeah. Like, most of the humor. Like, the, the massacring of the Energizer bunny. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, still, my favorite line in that movie is, I will kill you until you die. <laughs> yeah. I think you said that to me a few times. Oh, yeah. Uh, anyway, Dirty Dance. <laughs> Yeah, I, I I like it. And then the one one day I was uh, uh, over at my buddy's Matt's Matt's house, and we were just gonna we we're just gonna hang out and uh, have a few beers. And next thing you know, Dirty Dancing comes on, and we sat there and watched the entire movie. Um, just a couple dudes, yeah, you know, watching Dirty Dancing. That. Yeah, 
I forgot to tell you a, a, a funny thing the other night. So um, Enchantress went to the train concert uh, with Goo Goo Dolls. And she had a good time. She had a little bit of wine, uh, enjoying herself with her mom. I was working. When I got home, she was asleep on the couch. So I picked her up and I carried her to the bed. And she seemed to get awake and like crawl into the bed. And I'm like, hey, do you want to get under the covers? And she said this to me. You shouldn't have to worry about R2-D2 since I made her. <laughs> and I like immediately pulled my phone and wrote it down. You shouldn't have to. She's like, you shouldn't have to worry about R two D two since I made her. I'm like, are you having dreams that you're a Jawa and, and I'm young farm boy Luke Skywalker? And we get romantic. That was very random. It was. You shouldn't have to worry about R two D two since I made her. Who made R two D two? Oh, Anakin, right? No, Anakin made C three PO. Yeah. Who made R2? Uh, R2-D2 is a astromech droid. Uh, we can actually call Jason. He'd probably know. <laughs> yeah. I'll just Google it. I'll just... Who made made R2-D2? That's Jason. Uh, well, George Lucas. No shit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, sometime before 32 BBY, the droid manufacturing company Industrial Automation created R2-D2 as part of the R2 series of astromech droids. Mm -hmm. He was purchased and modified by the Royal Engineers of Naboo and served aboard Queen Amidala's Royal Starship. Oh, if she was doing a Natalie Portman, she's Natalie. And um, uh, I I'm probably just as cardboard and dry as Anakin. There you go. <laughs> oh, that's kind of hot. Yeah. yeah. She doesn't have to worry about R2-D2 since I made her. <laughs> I like that she assigned gender to R2 also. Yeah, did we ever... No, but it's a hmm. she. R2's a girl now? Well, according to Chandra's in her dreams. All right, I'm glad we got to the bottom of that. <laughs> uh, I guess it's time for my next pick. Yeah. All right, here is my next summer blockbuster. Allow myself to introduce myself. Siskel and Ebert give Austin Powers two thumbs up. Yeah, baby. Yeah. A very, very funny movie. You can't resist me. That only gets funnier. Ow. Who throws a shoe? Devastatingly hip. Hey, there you are. Well, hi, do I know you? No, but that's where you are. You're there. Mike Myers is hilarious. Well, that's just groovy, baby. Austin Powers. Hey, Viva Las Vegas, baby. Rated PG-13, now playing. So, Austin Powers, uh, great movie. Uh, it was kind of a sleeper movie. I didn't know anything about it until I watched this M thing on MTV. He, like, took over MTV for a day, and they were doing the segment, and he was doing all his shtick, and I found it fucking hysterical. Mm -hmm. Like, I would just, I was watching on a little 13-inch tube TV in my bedroom, and just, I could not stop laughing at his shtick, like... A chugged a baby, you know, it's all like all the all the Austin Powerisms I found hysterical. That's definitely yeah, that's definitely right up your alley. Saw it in the theater, then when it came out on video, my dad saw it. Also found it to be the funniest movie I ever. See that? <laughs> Much of my humor comes from my dad and the sequels and movies he made me watch. Like I saw Spaceballs before Star Wars. Uh, uh, you know, it's just that my dad and I share a sense of humor of the stupid things we find funny. So, like, it was like a family event for the second movie. We all went together. And the third one, my brother, dad, and I all saw the Austin oh, Power awesome. movies. 
uh, figure. He'd buy figures. We had all the McFarlane toys, the posters. We had a poster for the first movie hanging up after my mom moved out. Uh, when they got divorced, my dad bought a new house. He decorated it. One of them was a Sopranos poster, and the other was an Austin Powers poster. That's awesome. Because, you know, uh, if, if, if ask Enchantress. Kelly men do not know how to decorate a home. White walls everywhere. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this movie was hysterical. So they did this, this show and I didn't have much time to research and rewatch it, but it was on MTV and I'm like, I have to see this movie. This movie's going to be great. And then, uh, Mike Myers plays Dr. Evil doing his best, um, impression of, uh, Lauren Michaels. Oh, hmm, yeah, I didn't find it funny, but, uh, if we could go back at one and retry it, you know? The, that's all he's just doing as Dr. Evil an impression of Lauren Michaels which is great and if you watch um, Strangers or not Strangers with the Candy um, the Kids in the Hall movie Brain Candy have you ever seen that? Mm-hmm. the evil guy who owns the uh, med- the, the, the company the pharmaceutical company making the pill that makes everyone happy he sounds just like Dr. Evil because he, Brian McKinney is doing, I'm probably that's probably not the same actor. It's one of the kid in the hall that was on SNL. Mm-hmm. He, Lauren Michaels produced Kids in the Hall, so he's doing a Lauren impression as the evil guy who makes candy. <laughs> oh yes, let's all try one, and they all take one of the yummies or whatever the pills. I haven't seen Brain Candy forever. I love that movie though. Um, so yeah, Lauren Michaels is, and then Mr. Bigglesworth was a big hit, The Hairless Cat. Oh yeah, and and Scott Evil. Famous actor, went on to do some things. Oh, yeah. Yes. Uh, and now I can't remember his name, just like you can remember <laughs> Rick Moranis' name. He was just on Fat Man with Batman. And don't look it up. I'm going to look it up. Scott Evil. See, this is what happens when we're in a closet. Seth Green. Yeah. Yeah. Seth Green. That's so what I was going to say. Seth Green was on Smodcast with uh, Kevin Smith. And because Seth Green was the choice, the studio wanted to play Jay and not oh, really? actual Jay. They were like, you, you're not going to put your fucking friend in this yeah, movie we're spending millions on. Yeah, yeah. you got to get an actor. So they were like, you have to uh, have auditions. You have to audition a Jay. And then, you you know, if and then he finally convinced him to let jay muse played jay but they're like we're not gonna pay his flight out here we're not gonna pay his hotel like they're like and like and this the second we think he's fucking this up seth green's coming in and playing jay but of course jay being jay nailed it and no one can play jay better than jay so seth green was even like watching except everyone was a fan of clerks and they're like no jay's gotta be jay like fuck gotta be um so he said that he, while he was in a lot of movies, he wasn't really like on the street yelling at you famous till after Austin Powers, especially the second movie. Cause it first one was like a sleeper hit. It was like a cult classic. Once it came out on DVD, it blew up because mm-hmm. like that was one of the first major big DVDs, new format at the time. The second movie made them all fucking huge. And of course the third movie then was not that good, but you know, <clears throat> still, which movie had fat bastard? Was that the third? Second introduced Mini Me. I think the third introduced yeah, Fat Bastard. So. Yeah. yeah. Classic stuff. Um Yeah, it was one of those just 
quoted movie like that's you would just recite that in school right everyone, everyone was just, everyone walking was... around yelling oh behave yeah. to everybody oh my god yeah, it was austin powerisms were all over the place all right here's a movie you're going to talk about that i also have not seen This summer, the president's plane has been hijacked. While the world holds its breath, nobody does this to the United States. The fate of a nation, history will judge you by what you do right now, rests on the courage of one man. We cannot give in to their demands. It won't end there. And if you die in that plane, does it end there? Harrison Ford. Get off my plane! Air Force One. This film is not yet rated. Opens everywhere July 25th. Get off my get off plane. my plane. That's the best part of the fact that they're able to sneak a. He gets his awesome line in there before he. So does Harrison Ford play the president? Yes. Ah. Yeah. So Harrison Ford's the president of the United States. Uh, the movie starts with them. Uh, <laughs> Is it a Jack Ryan movie? No, but it might as well be. Um, this was the last in a string of like the diehardish movies. Like uh... there's terrorists. We're on something, and we have to. There's one guy, and we have unlimited bullets in a pressurized cabin. No snakes, and, though. No snakes. No. Um, you you. I, I won't spoil this for you if you haven't seen it yet. No spoiler. Uh, I mean, it's been 22 years since it came. Um, this movie was a monster when it came out, and I still remember. Um, so believe it or not, true story. I was at the gym. With exercise equipment, the exercise yeah, gym, yeah, the exercise gym, we're like not a, the other food, the slim thing. gym factory. No, it was not slim gym. So I was at the gym, and it was me, uh, same buddy Matt. He got me into. We used to go to the gym above the police station in and the old eat pepperoni. Yeah, and he would break in at night. With like, so he was like, "Oh yeah, you know, it's twenty four hours. It was twenty four hours because he just he knew how to like pop the lock with his credit card." And we go in. And we're just standing. He's like, "You got to see it." And he sold me on it. And then the next day, I went. I just wanted to throw that little story out there because I wanted. People what did know that you I went to a gym do at the gym? Um, eat cheese ends. Eat cheese ends. <laughs> uh, they had some magazines there. Um, <laughs> no, but seriously, I, I used to work out. Like lift lift weights. Yeah. Run. Yeah. Run. Yeah, all that. Yeah, I remember when you were skinny. Well, this was even before that. It didn't work. It didn't didn't last long. Um, And there's more me to love now. And and I just, I just wanted to let people. At one point, I have been inside one of those places. (laughs) I've seen them. Not me. No. No. I I never do it again, though. Yeah. Don't worry. Um. But then, yeah, that led to he sold it on me. I'm like, oh, I'll definitely go check it out. And then I did. Went to the old uh, AMC. Checked out Air Force One, and it's. It, look, it's it's one of my more favorite. If you're gonna pick the whole of that genre of guy with machine gun taking on terrorists, Air Force One's up there because it's indie. Yeah, I, I think here's the thing: the, the cast is awesome. The cast is awesome. Gary Oldman is our bad guy, and Harrison Ford's come out and said he's my favorite villain I've ever played against was Gary Oldman, and he just kills it. Yeah, Gary Oldman is he's um, just like a chameleon. Yeah. And they said, here's the best part, like, he wasn't, like, he's cruel, evil, awful dude in this movie. But they said he would turn it on and off at a switch. And the second they said cut, he would just, was out of character and was just this fun, cool dude playing around on set. 
And the second that it came time, he would turn it on, and he was this evil, you know, terrorist taking over Air Force One, killing the, the staff one at a time. And it, and they said it was just such an enjoyable experience versus you could have had someone that had to stay in character, and now you're dealing with an asshole. Because who wants a terrorist on set? That doesn't sound like a fun time. Mm-mm. No. Um, but yeah, so this crew, and there's an insider. You have a, a, a rogue CIA or a Secret Service agent that is in on it, too. Um, they take over Air Force One. They kill all the Secret Service. They execute a number of the hostages. There are some really, there are some really sad rough scenes, um, especially... Uh, so as this is going on, Secret Service rushes Harrison Ford, the president. There's an escape pod that they get him to, and then launch the escape pod. Uh, so now they're, shit, we just lost the president, but they have the rest of the staff. They want to free one of these terrorists in Russia. Mm. And, yeah. Um, but a couple of the terrorists get killed, so they think there's a rogue uh, secret service agent uh, that's still uh, you know, on the plane. So they want to weed this guy out. So he gets the press secretary... <laughs> And he's over the loudspeaker, and he's threatening to execute the press secretary if the Secret Service agent doesn't come out. And they do. And they do it off camera, but the First Lady is there and her daughter. They witness it. and But you just hear the gunshot over the intercom and rattle through the plane as it's on Harrison Ford while he's there. And like he and this press secretary were tight. And it's heartbreaking. It's, it's hard to watch. And originally, I, they shot the footage of it. They shot the scene. But they said it was just too brutal um, of a scene, so they actually cut it out. Um, and it still it still hits hard. Um, but it turns out it's not a Secret Service agent down there. It's the President of the United States. He didn't get in the pod because he had to go back for his family. So it's Harrison Ford with an unlimited number of bullets in the machine gun, and he's one at a time uh, taking down uh, the terrorists until... Uh, they're able to get all the people off the plane because there is a, like a, a hatch that opens up in the back and there's like 400 <coughs> parachutes so everyone can parachute out. Uh, even though at those speeds, they would have probably shredded those parachutes and everyone would have probably had a broken neck as soon as they left the plane. Like Gary Oldman, that's how he kills him. Wraps a rope around his neck and launches him out the back and stuff. Oh, shit. Yeah. And then they got to, and then they got to, uh, now the plane's going to crash for some reason and then, they, so they have to get the rest of the people off, the president and his family, uh, and William H. Macy, who, he doesn't make it. But uh, they have this, like, line, this tether that they're all going to, like, get on to the plane, like, carry it, like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Mm, like a zip line to the other plane. Mm. Yeah. But then Harrison Ford, of course, he's the last one off. And the plane then crashes, and he's, like, dangling in the air, and it's like, ah! And then they get him up. And then they have to do the whole thing. It's like, oh, yeah, we are now Air Force One. Because, you know, that's the name of the plane is an Air Force One. It's whatever the president's President, on Air Force yeah, One. Yeah. And everyone's like, yay! And Glenn Close is like, yay! And uh, it's that's Air Force One. <laughs> Sounds great. It's awesome. I love it. It's it, it's really it's a damn good action movie. Completely unbelievable. Completely ridiculous. But you suspend a little bit of disbelief. And it's it's a fun movie. <clears throat> Let me pitch you on a movie that I think could be the next summer blockbuster. Okay. In April of 2019, an Israeli spacecraft crashes on the moon, 
releasing millions of water bears across the surface of the moon, which are those tiny little microscopic uh, animals that can live without food and water. Mm -hmm. They mutate on the Earth and learn to fly in space and come back to Earth for revenge. Oh, shit. Water bear. (laughs) (laughs) Trademark RK. This is actually going to happen. Yeah, maybe. Uh, Okay, well, let's talk about my next summer blockbuster. Uh, Which one? I didn't label mine, so I got to figure out which one I'm doing next. Ah, this one. Here we go. Eddie Murphy is Prince of Zamunda. Do you think just once I might use the bathroom by myself? He has everything. Wait, Except what his heart desires most. I intend to find my bride. But where can one find a woman suitable for a king? Queens. A couple rich fellows like you should be in Manhattan. We're ordinary African students. That'll be $300. Coming to America. Rated R. Starts Wednesday, June 29th at a theater near you. One of my favorite movies. I was I wanted to pick either Trading Places or Coming to America, the John Landis universe. Uh, and this always like blew my mind as a kid because the, um, the brothers that get like bankrupt and Trading Places are hobos on the street in uh, Mortimer, the Duke brothers. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are hobos on the street in uh, Coming to America, which I was like, oh my God, it's mm-hmm. the same universe, <laughs> like a shared universe yeah. where Eddie Murphy plays uh, Billy Valentine and also the Prince of Zamuda. Was that like the first time that they did something like that? Like in a, Now it's like, Everyone wants to have a universe. Right. Well, I would say yes, that, and then Kevin Smith did it because he just stole it from comic books. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then now everyone wants to have a universe, yeah. But <clears throat> Marvel did it. Oh, when are they going to make it? The horror, most financially successful. Film, universal monster universe. <laughs> they attempted. <laughs> it failed. Yeah. Uh, okay. It would have been cool. Coming to America. Yes. Uh Known for its Soul Glow commercials and Soul Glow. Uh, uh, what's that stuff called? Uh, the stuff they put in their hair, Soul Glow. Uh, Jericrow. Uh, yeah, Jericrow activator. Yeah. Uh, and then uh, the scene where all the family members are on the couch and they leave the oil stains behind. <laughs> that's one of my favorites. And then the whole McDowell storyline is is fucking classic like and and they joke that they're ripping on mcdonald's mm-hmm. he's got the McDon- mcdonald's book there uh and he's like this is this is mcdowell's and uh, sam jackson plays the robber who comes to shoot the place up yeah and um uh, the, the prince and akim and uh, uh i forget uh uh fuck we're bad with names today yeah uh Arsenio Hall's character's name. Uh, I could look it, look up. it up. We have the power of the internet. So they they thwart the robbery and uh, thwart and uh, McDowell calls him his African strike force or something like that. <clears throat> and uh, James Earl Jones plays the the king, his father. Uh, classically, the, the movie is just great, and. Um, they they come to find their son when. Uh, uh, what hotel did they stay in? Oh, I wanted you to. Do the, I know? Well, yeah, the Waldorf story. Oh yeah, the Waldorf. It, oh, but, uh, Home Alone. No, right? no yeah, but uh, just the lines fun. I th- oh, I thought I was gonna get some. 
Oh, the Waldorf. Get to the Waldorf Asteria. Take me to the. Oh, I'm not even getting. Oh, the bomb. So I'm Prince Akeem and then um, uh, Arsenio played Semi. Okay, yes. Semi, that's the name. Wow, we are really rough today. So, and of course, uh, uh, Prince Akeem falls in love with. Um, uh, man, I can't remember anyone's name. Mr. <laughs> McDowell's daughter. Uh, Queen Jaffe and Queen Alini. Uh, uh, <clears throat> so he falls in love with an American woman, but she wants him to marry a queen, you know, and, um, well, not she, but the father, Queen King Jaffe, mm-hmm. you know, uh, we've been working a lot, people, <laughs> very little sleep. Uh, and, uh, you know, the, the, but the, the best part of the movie is that. Eddie Murphy and Arsenio play like tons of different roles. Mm-hmm. In fact, all the old people, including the old Yiddish man, are played by Eddie Murphy and Arsenio. Sure. And um, <clears throat> who who else? I think uh, one more actor plays someone in there. But the, there's what is this velvet when he's petting the lion? <laughs> he's like, you ain't never met Dot Lu- Mar- uh, Martin Luther King. And uh, Arsenio plays. The, the woman when he's on the speed dating, which is classic stuff. I think there's a cut scene where Arsenio's semi is with himself in the booth with her. Oh, really? A little movie magic there. Mm. And uh, uh, he plays uh, Dr. Randy Watson. <laughs> <laughs> Sexual chocolate. Um, great stuff. Uh, great movie. And has its own line of Funko Pops. Oh, really? Yeah, I have a few of them. Oh, so does uh, co- uh, Training Places. So uh, there's a lot of good scenes in this movie, a lot of good jokes, and uh, they're making a sequel. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Patrice, that's who he's in love with. Or, yeah, you know, Lisa, Lisa. Patrice is a sister, right? It's been on. Yeah, he's in love with Lisa, years. and um, Patrice is the sister who, I guess, dates Semi. Sam Jackson, of course, is in everything, so he's got it. John Amos plays Cleo mm-hmm. down. Classic John Amos. I'm a big John Amos fan. Yeah, I would love him. He's a terrific actor. But, um, yeah, I, ca- I can't wait if they actually do the sequel. I know they say James Earl Jones is back, and, um, uh, of course, Eddie Murphy and uh, Arsenio are back. Mm-hmm. And... Um, that would that you know also that was the first time Eddie Murphy ever played multiple characters in a movie. So without coming to America, we might not have got the clumps. <laughs> no, oh no. Yeah, I love you... the Nutty Professor, which spawned a whole line of other joke like like Eddie Murphy's, mm-hmm. where he plays all the characters. <laughs> not Eddie Murphy. Um, Tracy Morgan. You know what I'm yeah. talking about. Tracy mm-hmm. Morgan and uh, Tracy Jordan and Thirty Rock, and then, of course I'm waiting for the sequel to Fat Bitch too. <laughs> The fat dog. He plays a fat dog. I think there's a new movie where it's about like sex tuplets where Wayne uh, Marlon Wayans plays all the all, all of them. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, we could all this could all be traced back, I think, to coming to America. Hmm. All right. Um, I think we're getting close to the end. We are on your last pick. Have you seen this? This is the second of the five I've seen. 
I'm going back to 1885 and I'm bringing you home. Welcome to the rousing conclusion of Back to the Future. Doc's trapped in the past. What kind of a future do you call that? And there's only one man who can save him. What's your name, dude? Clint Eastwood. What kind of stupid name is that? Steven Spielberg and Robert Zemeckis present Back to the Future Part 3. Where'd you learn to shoot like this? 7-Eleven. Rated PG. Starts Friday, May 25th at theaters everywhere. 7-Eleven. There's so many great lines in this movie. This uh, movie so always... So many I didn't get as a kid. Yeah, I know. just didn't land. It, this movie, like, blew my mind because of... Like, back then, I, I thought movies had to be a certain way. And the fact that this came out, like, immediately after, too, mm -hmm. just drove me, my little mind crazy. I, like, logistically, I couldn't, I couldn't figure things out like that. Like, I always got so mad when I saw a line in a trailer and it didn't wind up in the movie. Oh, yeah. Now I don't notice. <laughs> but back then, that. it got me angry. Yeah, so they shot him uh, back to back simultaneously. There was like a three-week break I think they took in between. Um, and uh, Zemeckis was like just exhausted because as he's shooting three, they're editing two. Right. So he's flying back and forth. Um, they'd shoot and he'd fly down. Do a cut, fly back up, shoot, and this was like... Was it Arizona and L.A.? Uh, I think Northern California. There, I think there's some stuff in... Oh, wow, four-hour <laughs> commute on a plane, <laughs> private plane. Wow, I'm exhausted. Well, you just burned that bridge now. <laughs> Guess who's not directing your movie with... I forgot, whatever the hell we Water talked bear. about. Water bear. Water <laughs> bear. I'm not looking at Rob, Bob Zemeckis for the picture. That's how I called him Bob. Oh, you guys are tight like that? Hey, I gave him props for Forrest Gump. You did, yeah. I, I could burn him for acting like All a little right. sissy and not being able <laughs> I'm to... I'm sorry, he just direct, you know, two of your favorite movies of all time, I would think, right? Roger Abbott and uh, Forrest Gump. Well, or I'm, well, I'm just talking back to Future 2 and 3, of I course, know. but yeah. And it got me thinking, too. I put it on my list. We should just do a straight-up Back to the Future show. I think we just need one of those. All right. Yeah. Um... Yeah, there's so many great lines that like I missed or didn't get as a kid that now I find absolutely like giggle inducing funny. Like uh when they're in the bar mm -hmm. and Griff is out there and he Marty goes to him, Do you have a back door in this place? And just goes, Yeah, it's in the back. <laughs> like now I watch that and now it's like my favorite line in the whole movie. Um that's the squeezer yeah. line. Yeah, that is a squeezer line. Um, the uh, I love the pie plate reference, uh, the frisbee pie plate, because that's actually where the idea came from. Oh, um, I think we talked about this. Yeah, uh, when you talked about, talk about frisbees. Yeah, yeah that uh, it was uh, in, back in the eighteen seventies. A frisbee pie company started up, and then a few years later, yeah, college students were playing frisbee with pie plates. Um, so that's fairly, um, yeah. Accurate, I would say, like almost a, in a Forrest Gump kind of way of mm -hmm. you know the future, uh, or the past, you know, uh, rewriting the past, you know, to the present. I'm trying to phrase it in a way that makes sense, but my brain's not working. Um, the Clint Eastwood uh, name is, is fantastic. They went to, um, they actually went to Clint Eastwood mm -hmm. and asked permission. Um, to use his name, to use his name and, and, his, and his likeness like that, and he, he was go ahead. He, he loved it. 
He's, he that homage. He was. That's pretty yeah, fucking funny. He, he thought it was hilarious. <laughs> he he loved it. He felt honored that they would you know use him in that way, and it really makes the film. I I think by having him, and the, just the inside joke then too of he's a coward throughout, and the great line. Uh, everybody uh, will say that Clint Eastwood is the biggest yellow belly in the West. And do you know who said that line? And the, the, when you hear it, when you say it in that, that voice, it sounds so familiar. It, uh, Pat Buttram. Okay. He's the sheriff of Nottingham in uh, Disney. Uh, that's where that's where you know that voice from. Uh, Prince of Thieves. No, no, in uh, Disney one. Oh, Disney one. Yeah, the, uh, the, the, the wolf. Okay, okay, yeah. okay. He's the that's same your favorite voice Disney guy. movie. That's my favorite Disney movie, yeah. Um, yeah, the... the um, Wow. Sorry, guys. Out of stuff? <laughs> yeah, I'm out. Forgetting? No, no. Um, it, it, there's just... It, I love a good Western, and this has best of both worlds because you got my sci-fi and the Western all in one. I was heartbroken at the end of this film. Spoilers, the DeLorean gets destroyed. Mm-hmm. I couldn't handle that. It was hard on me. Well, uh, Zemeckis just wanted to make sure they didn't make him do a fourth. Yeah, it was, yeah but then he came back with the train. That's true. Which the train then played well into the cartoon. Cartoon, yeah. So, um, yeah, it, and of course, Mar- apparently Crispin Glover was supposed to play Seamus uh, at first, but then uh, he didn't. I, I don't know what happened in that relationship at that point. Well, he was really strange on set, right? Yeah. He freaked everybody out. Um. <clears throat> All right. Sorry. No, I, you're out. We're done. Oh. We, we said all we can say. No, and, no, there's a lot more. I just, I got Well, we'll it. save it for the Back to the Future show. All right, I'll redo Back to the Future. We're about a, an hour and a half into it. We've given them a lot of content. Uh, not great know. content. Not great content. But content. That's all right. We've made some pretty funny jokes. We uh, pitched Water Bear the movie. Okay. <laughs> they have something to look forward to for the future. All right, here's my next pick. Dan Aykroyd and John Candy are headed for the great outdoors. We weren't invited. Ah, they'll be terrible to death this is. But this is no holiday. Who invited them anyway? This is war. The great outdoors. Outdoor fun for everyone. Rated PG. Starts Friday at theaters everywhere. This is known for being Annette Benning's first feature film. No shit. Yes. And she's great. Uh, Dan Aykroyd and John Candy, you can't go wrong with those two. In fact, they only have three shared build movies. I think it's Nothing But Trouble, which we've talked mm-hmm. about, and I think Blues Brothers is the only other one. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, Dan Aykroyd. I feel like they're in absolutely everything. Right, but they're really not. Uh, it's a great movie where John Candy takes his family to, I think, Wisconsin Lake. It was written by John Hughes. That's a John Hughes movie. It's got all the John Hughes tropes. Family vacation, teen romance. Uh, so they're at the lake, and he just wants to have a, a nice vacation with his family at the lake. And, and the, the wife's kind of into it, but the kids kind of really don't want to be there, the two sons, especially the older son. You know, He wants to go into town and meet girls. And the dad, uh, uh, John Candy, just wants to spend time with his kids. Like, look out bears. Was feed them Zag Nuts and when they come, <laughs> they come all over the, the truck. And then uh, uh, Dan Aykroyd just shows up in his Mercedes. He's an investment banker of pompous, like, like 
over the top asshole mm-hmm. who just drives Chet crazy. But he's married to his sister's his wife's sister, so they're brother-in-laws. Uh, and why he wants to go on a, a rowboat, like or a sailboat or whatever, Chet's got the fucking giant powerboat, and uh, you know, doing skiing and it's, they're all the jokes are there. They go to the restaurant. He Chet gets the old ninety-sixer, one of my favorite fucking. <laughs> Uh, scenes ever in a movie. One of my the thing that I always marked out for as a kid, and you, this will totally make sense. Mm-hmm. When he first gets there, they're on the deck drinking, and they're drinking out of those Burger King giveaway Star Wars glasses. I was like, that is a, a, like a whoever's a set designer did a perfect representation because you know, like a vacation home always had those free mm-hmm. giveaway promo glasses yeah. in it. So I was like, yeah, that's that's genius. Um, it was filmed in California, even though it says it takes place in Wisconsin because. That's why everything's filmed in California. You could pretty much use it for everything. Now it's Atlanta. They somehow make Atlanta fit everything because Atlanta's just, I guess, has a lot of green and blue screens everywhere. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the uh, restaurant in the movie Ducey's Bar and Grill in uh, Bass Lake, California, burned down like weeks from a gas fire after they rebuilt it, and you could oh, see shit. posters and shit from the movie and scenes from it and relive it but yeah the original one is no longer there uh john hughes wanted to direct this himself but he scheduling didn't allow it so he put his buddy that did pretty in pink and i think uh some kind of wonderful howard deutsch uh in uh, the movie as director it's the 20th biggest film in the american box office for the year 1987 i'm counting it as a blockbuster (laughs) Another 19 more movies that made more money than that. Maybe it's because we, we wax fantastic. Uh, well, because he's a Ghostbuster. Okay. You, can go, you give it top movies in 1987. Predator. Okay. The Princess Bride. Okay. Lethal Weapon. Okay. Lost Boys. Okay. Fatal Traction. Okay. Robocop. Oh, yeah. Good Morning Vietnam. Oh, yeah. Planes, Trains, and Automobiles. Yeah. yeah. Full Metal Jacket. Yeah. Empire of the Sun. Yeah, yeah, raising Arizona. Mm-hmm. Really, that made more than. What? Well, uh, uh, I'm just oh, oh. top twenty five mil- uh, movies in 1987. It's grossing. Okay, hold on, let me find grossing. I was just reading a list of oh. movies from 1987. <laughs> like, okay, I can see that, but I can see why there's a lot of competition that year. Movies. Uh, oh, Dirty Dancing was in there too. Yeah. Top grossing movies in the. Okay, oh, Beverly Hills Cop two. Monster. Number one, Fatal Attraction. Number two, Platoon. Number three, Three Men and a Baby. That was big in our house, oh, especially yeah. after the Ghost Theory came out. We started rewatching the tape, trying to find the ghost all the time. Did you find it? Yeah, hmm. it's not really a ghost though. It's a standee of Ted Danson. Huh. Uh, the Untouchables is five. The Secret of My Success is six. I never saw that of you. Stakeout seven. Lethal Weapons eight. Witches of Eastwick's nine. Predators ten. Dragnet. Then another Dan oh, Aykroyd vehicle. A good year. Eleven. Uh, Dirty Dancing's twelve. La Bamba's thirteen. Robocop's fourteen. Outrageous Fortune is fifteen. The Living Daylights. What the hell's The Living Daylights? MGM action movie. Mm-hmm. Have you seen it? Uh, isn't that a James Bond movie? Pardon me, The Daylights. Living Daylights. Uh, it's MGM. It could be, yeah. Because MGM is... Yep, yeah. James Bond. It's a Bond movie. The Living Daylights. Maybe that's where our friend got that term. Maybe. Living Daylights. Uh, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, re- Dwarfs re-release. 
was 17. Crocodile Dundee was 18. Full Metal Jacket was... Man, this has... Great Outdoors not even on that list? Yeah. Where does the Great Outdoors fall in this? Are you in the right year? It says 1987 on my list here. Oh, nope, 1988. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that sums up the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm at 1980, hold on, 1988. Okay, here's 1988, and let me check on this. Oh, darn it. See, this movie, this has three men and a baby on it, too. And I don't... Oh, The Great Outdoors is 24. Okay, number one, mm-hmm. our good buddy Bob in Who Framed Roger Abbott. Ooh, yeah. Coming to America, movie we just oh. talked about, was number two. Good Morning Vietnam is three. Big was four. Crocodile Dundee, two. Now, that's a knife, was five. Three Men and a Baby was six. Cocktail was seven. Moonstruck was eight. Die Hard was nine. Beetlejuice was ten. Twins. Can we do a whole show on Twins? Sure, yeah. I'll talk about that movie forever. Was 11. A Fish Called Wanda was 12. Willow was 13. Naked Gun was 14. Scrooge was 15. Rambo 3 was 16. Bull Durham was 17. Nightmare, Nightmare on Elm Street 4 was 18. Uh, Rain Man was 19. Colors was 20. Young Guns no. was 21. Uh, Balo, ba, Biloxi Blues was 22. <laughs> Land Before Time was 23. Aww. The Great Outdoors was 24. And a movie I just saw this past Christmas, Oliver and Company, was mm-hmm. 25. That's a movie. So, yeah, it didn't really do that well. It grossed $41 million. It's pretty good for a comedy. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Probably was made for like two or three, so mm-hmm. it made good money. Um, yeah. Uh, funny movie. Uh Go eat the old 96er at the steak uh, Paul Bunyan's cupboard. I can go for one of those right now. A 96 ounce steak. Mm-hmm. Um, the Paul Bunyan's cupboard is still in Wisconsin. Uh, it's called Paul Bunyan's Cook Shanty. But the 96 is not in the man. Oh. I'll go. Um, I Wisconsin's nice this time of year. Oh, I bet it's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I bet it is. And I've never been at you. No. Um, let's go. Yeah. Let's, uh, go to Wisconsin. We'll take the show on the road. Yeah. As long as we don't have to drive through Connecticut. Um, sorry. Uh, a good buddy, Iraq, he lives there. Yeah, sorry. Um. So, John Candy drives the same car in the film, but with a different color as the family truckster. And a vacation and a rental car and planes, trains, and oh, yeah. automobiles. Yeah. Family truckster. Uh, that's all I got. Great outdoors. And um, that's all I've got on uh, Summer Blockbusters, Blockbusters 3. 3. We gave a lot of uh, information. <laughs> I, I feel so bad. We couldn't remember anyone's yeah. name. Yeah, we'll make an apology list yeah. and um, get that out later to all you all you fine Hollywood <laughs> actors who we cannot remember your names. I'm out of steam. I'm, I need one of those red logs that Doc threw in the fire in Back to the Future 3. Uh, 
Switch. <laughs> I haven't seen Back to the Future 3. It's my least favorite of the series. Oh, really? Yeah, I've come I'm to a like two it fan. More. Yeah, I like two. I'm, I like I like three now. I remember I saw it at the Rocks. Um, there's still very few pins available. Go do the steps and be the last to get a free set of Squeezer and RK pins. Uh, visit us at radiers.com because we are going to be selling you stuff soon. I got good merch <laughs> coming and it's going to be stuff I think you'll want that doesn't. Nice. Okay, there is something that has our dumb faces on it that will be for sale, but there will also be something that doesn't have our dumb faces on it for sale. It's really cool. Thank you to all our friends. Thank you to our listeners. And uh, don't forget to keep listening every week. I'm RK. I'm Squeezer. Talk to you later. We'll be right back. 